thirsty, and 30. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Thirsty and 30, the show that's fun, informative, and frankly, the blind leading the blind in the love space. Our goal is to navigate and translate modern love with all its complications and quirks so that you can make saner decisions. I'm Shari, your usual non-expert and ever curious about modern love or first time on YouTube. Hey, Bea. I know. Are you nervous? You were a bit nervous that we were just going to go I am YouTube. a little bit nervous. I think that's why I've been like... Gulping. <laughs> Just rip the band-aid out. We yeah. have three people here. That's good. <laughs> guys, okay, good evening, a- everyone. I hope you guys are thirsty uh, in the headspace and also thirsty with a beverage. So I'm Bea, your other non-expert in love, and I hope you're just excited about our episode tonight. Um, the topic is one that has come about um, in one of our episodes, right, Cherry? I don't know which episode that was. Was that ghosting? Yeah, ghosting episode. Yeah, so one of our viewers, actually, I don't know if he was based in New York or Sydney, but I guess he can confirm later on if he joins in, um, who suggested we talk about unconventional relationships. So today we're going to chat about open and polyamorous relationships. Yeah. Um, B, you know, I'm all, before we dive into the topic, you know, I'm always excited for our Wednesday um, drunkenness or drinks in our Daldalan. So what are you drinking tonight? Okay, I'm having gin and soda with a fruit bowl inside. I think there's strawberries and lemon and we're not, you know, sticking to one fruit. We are going poly and open tonight. So here it is. <laughs> I'm having... Our friends over at Must Love Wines sent this, Le Volet. It's a flavorful Chardonnay with oak notes of lemon, lime, and minerality. It's oh, wow. best seafood. I had like a big um, fishball craving, Kanina. I should have had this a while ago. I know. Fishball yeah. and wine. I mean, how classy yeah. can you get? So Actually, Must Love what? I ordered from her a few weeks ago. Uh, she has some fancy French wine. So go for it. Good. It's good. So, Must Love Wines aims to help people gain more appreciation for wine. They said, we go beyond our local groceries and deli selections. A sommelier, Pilar Almario, curates their wine selection. Other than taste, they select wines from sustainable and biodynamic vineyards. They will help you select the best wine based on your budget and taste preference. Follow them on Instagram, Must Love Wines. Such a so, yeah, mouthful. I know, right? And good, I have to say, good choice, guys. You may even ask me. Um, we have like two good wines for you, but one has more alcohol content. I'm like, send me the one with more alcohol content. <laughs> you didn't even care about the taste or you know. they were equally good, but one has more alcohol. So I'm like, okay, more alcohol. It wins. Okay. So let's go back to the topic at hand. You know, Bea, a lot of people are clueless about what polyamory and open relationships actually are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done a lot of research. Actually, my head is aching with the, you know, many complexities of humanity. And, you know, I it came up, I'll, I'll link it to our chat, um, mm. chat box. But basically, there was it. I don't know, maybe the our guests will correct me for this. But there was like this playbook or a guidebook called the ethical slot, which I think maybe they would talk about more. And it was what I found really interesting about this guidebook is how it 
how the idea came about. Um, one of the writers actually was watching, I think she was stuck at home, she was sick of bronchitis, and she um, found an uh, indecent proposal. Does anyone yeah. know what? You've seen Indecent Proposal, right? I hope you guys have seen it. So it's got Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson and Robert Redford. And he, uh, Robert, re feeling close. Robert. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> uh, millionaire propositioned the couple that he could sleep with Demi for like, I don't know, a million. I can't remember the value. But I guess she saw, yeah, she saw it on TV and was like, how is that messed up? Like, you know, so she wrote a guidebook with a friend or co-collaborator and that is the guidebook of polyamory i think let's ask our guest yeah. no there is a term for these kinds of relationships it's called consensual non-monogamy or cnm it's an umbrella term it describes any relationship in which all participants explicitly agree that's a keyword there explicitly agree bawal yung i'm in an open relationship Wait. Wait, explain mo yan. Or mamaya na ba? Mamaya na uh, Yeah, mamaya na yan. So, um, explicitly agree to have multiple concurrent sexual and or romantic relationships. The specific agreements of CNM can vary significantly, and there are terms that help capture some of those differences, such as polygamy, swinging, open relationships, monogamish. What is monogamish? Polyamory and relationship anarchy. Um, so, Bea, tell me. Have you had any experience with CNM? I would say I've dipped my toes in it because mm -hmm. I was once um, cheated on really badly. Like I found, um, how do I explain this, Shari? Uh, I was dating someone in a relationship in Australia and I found um, a Colombian looking porn star on my bed um, with the guy. And so basically that shocked me. And in the fear of losing that person, basically I decided to agree to a semi-open. I had no idea. But basically both of us could date people. Um, and then we'd get to the point that we would catch up about it. And he would ask, how was your date? And, you know, he said to me, he always wanted to meet people, women. And to okay. me, I was like, I come from the Philippines, you know, we just like one man, that's it. You get married and game over, right? You stay loyal yeah. as the cows come home or whatever, whatever yeah. the phrase is. So I was like, okay, I can't lose this person. So I decided to go for it and I went on I dates. Went yeah, I went on crazy dates. Yeah. And how long, how long were you in this kind of arrangement for? You know what? It was such a blur. I reckon it was about three months or so um and then i you know you have a favorite like i think it's that was the hardest and then maybe we can ask the guest later how like, you get yeah how you get over the awkward stage like how do you get past that part i was like we're talking about my cafe date my whiskey date like it was just weird or you want to force yourself to move past it or are you just naturally more keen on open relationships and some people are just more naturally oh yeah my favorite like what i said before in our virtual dating episode like i talked to a few people but i always have one favorite and as a person that's me like i can't spread like i try even when i'm just going on dates but i always just gravitate towards one i don't know maybe maybe i'm boring <laughs> i don't know but, i've 
I've been bruised by that um, relationship. So, I mean, I'm open to anything. Um, it, it depends. Like for me, it's communication and having a really productive, happy relationship, as cheesy as that sounds. So I don't know. But maybe tonight, tonight we have two guests who have much more experience in their topic. And you know what, Kabe? I feel so tita. When we spoke to them the first time, I'm like, oh my god, ang tita ko. Ang cool nila, ang tita ko. So, be a horror Okay, I know. After, after they left, we were like, oh my god, wala tayong experience na ganyan. <laughs> Medyo pabulog. The vibe was just cool. I'm like, oh my god. It's, it's like when someone asks you, have you heard of this album? Like, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I have. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much. Okay, so. how cool they are, though. They were so, they're so nice. Like, oh, absolutely. They feel uncool or such a square. Yeah. Even if, yeah. Okay, so let's say hi to our guests and put the icebreaker there. Guys, mm-hmm. please answer it. Um, hi, Marquitos. Um, and Kimmy Rog. Yes, I hope. I'm so excited. Hi, Kimmy. Okay. Hello. And hey, oh, Maria. And I think Jamie's watching. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Jess. Jay Mills, yeah. my other feeling cool friend. What's up? <laughs> okay, so our guests tonight are incredibly two cool women. Absolutely okay. make us feel like Tita or ano sabi mo kanina, Loshang. Loshang. <laughs> kanina may shawl ka. Bakit ngayon wala? I had a throw mamaya pag ginawa ko. Okay, so. <laughs> Oh, they're basically the creators of Now Open PH, a Hi, podcast. Hi, and good vibes. Tamayan. A podcast that promotes sex positivity and absolute honesty and openness. Mm. Um, so, so we have two guests. One is um, Kai, is an academic and currently studying in, at, um, in UP. So we're in good hands. Feminist, mm. um, sex advocate, and a very vocal on Twitter. We like sex that. ed advocate, Bea. I sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 sex advocate ka? Sex ed. And I'm so sorry. Uh, Trisha is an expert in web content and SEO. She is a former sex columnist and writes a lot of diverse topics like cars, sex toys. I picked this from her LinkedIn because I thought. She's very interesting. Himalayan salt lamps. I have known nothing about salt lamps, so let's ask her. Web design strippers. I love strippers. I love strip clubs. I love brothels. They're very interesting places. Basically, a fangirl of humanity. So, should we bring them out? The cool girls. There Hi, you guys. go. Hi, everyone. Welcome Hello. to Thirsty 30. Um, see how cute we look, but yeah, you know, directly under me, but you the hair. Oh, I am. So, guys, let's kind of break the ice. Let's break the ice a bit. So, I have like an icebreaker question for the all four of us. If you could invite three people over, living or dead, for a group date, who would they be? Just say who and don't explain why. Three people. So, let's start with Kai. Um, Haley Kiyoko. Um, <laughs> who else? My Why girlfriend. Why would you do this and, to me? And, <laughs> and Trisha. Oh, how sweet. And Trisha. Oh. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. 
us three. Damn it, I, I wasn't gonna say you at all. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Why have you done this to me? <laughs> um, How about you, Trisha? I was gonna say Anais Nin, Kate Blanchett. And you know, I was gonna say Ezra Miller because I've had a crush on him forever, but I can't because apparently he beats people up. So I don't know who my third is anymore. Kai na lang because she was so nice to invite me. <laughs> Guys, we have one PSJ. Hyun, who's PSJ? Hyun Bin and Park Bogum Gum. Are, are those Korean actors? Korean. Okay. 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 How about you, Bea? Okay. Uh, Jimi Hendrix for sure. We have the dead ones. And then, um, okay, Angelina, she's not dead, but Angelina Jolie is a beautiful human being. And John Lennon or Hunter S. Thompson. Don't be greedy. Yeah. Tatlo lang. Conan O'Brien, Trevor Noah, and... It's a talk show. It's a talk show. It's a talk show. Since you brought up a beetle, Paul, Paul's my um, favorite beetle. You gotta have a beetle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Good. How about guys? We only have one um, answer here. Korean pa. Ni ko kilala yung mga yan. I so, know. I think I know Hyun Bin. So yata he's the one on crash landing on you. Yeah. So okay. okay, we'll give them time to think. It's a really hard question, and you have to think about if they're alive or dead. So <laughs> okay, we'll go with their, um What are we gonna talk about, and how we're gonna talk about it? tonight um so Sharon and i really love a three-part structure like any good story there's the start beginning uh, sorry start middle and end um so when i share I, 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 I want to brag first thank you thank you for the support yeah. Oh my God, Jason Momoa! Oh, yes, oh yeah, I should have I'm said that. I'm gonna kick out. I'm gonna kick out. Um, Paul McCartney. Sorry, Beetle. Jason Momoa's in. Can I kick <laughs> out Kai? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So tonight we have a three-part structure. So Sherry and I were discussing what's the best analogy. It was really hard for us. There's so many ways to go about it, from Polly Pocket to we decided on swimming. Um, learning how to swim specifically. So we're going to do it in three stages. First is when you're dipping your toes in the water. And like, how do you really get into poly and open relationships? Um, secondly, diving in. Finally, putting, you know, dipping your head in and understanding the movements of swimming. What happens when you actually make that decision? And third, of course, Shari's favorite in the Olympics. Nasa Olympics pa talaga to. Synchronized swimming, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, told you, I love that. My favorite analogy. I don't even get that. I don't even and understand. It's like a big granite. It's like a big piece of rock, okay? And then you like slide it across the fl a floor of ice. And then you yell at the rock. And then your teammates just <laughs> sink the floor. And you, you aim for it, okay? It's a beautiful game, Bea. Okay, like this. Poly and open can be a very beautiful, not a game, but um, how to maintain or grow in an open relationship and poly. Yeah. Oh, nga, Jose Rizal, okay. I, I never thought of us. I had to put this back. I never thought of Jose Rizal to be part of my team. But you know what? Mabuhay ka, Marquitos. Mabuhay ka. <laughs> um, so guys, we also prepared a fun little game in the middle for you guys and our thirsty crowd. But before we get into it, we were sent another anonymous letter 
I love these anonymous letters, Bea. You know that. I feel like we're actually helpful. <laughs> so we actually have pros here to help this person. Um, so here's the letter. Dear Thirsty and 30, I've been with my girlfriend for nine months now, and I love her very much. We get along in every way, and both our lives just fit perfectly, except for one little thing. She has bouts of hypersexuality, which was great at first. Do not get me wrong. I love sex, and sex with her is amazing. But lately, this has been a bit of an exhausting and no longer pleasing or feasible scenario. I cannot just have sex 24-7. I feel terrible and so guilty when I cannot keep up with her needs. And I hate seeing the hunger and disappointment in her eyes when I wave the white flag in the bedroom. I crave a connection that goes beyond physical, which I only get after our exhausting rounds of sex marathons. To get around this problem, we thought of a solution. We are both considering opening up our relationship. I will allow her to have sex with other men. I think this will be able to satisfy her intense hunger when I can't, and we can focus more on connecting on a deeper emotional level. This will be our first foray in open relationships. So I have two questions. One, will trying an open relationship help our issue, or is it too risky? Two, if we do decide to do it, what are the ground rules that you recommend? Thank you, guys. From Exhausted V. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm taking notes. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Yeah, what do you guys think? It's pretty intense. That's technically my setup. Like, um, where it's open on my side and it's monogamous on my partner's side. Mm -hmm. um, Personally, I think that it can it it can help the relationship because the thing is I think off the <clears throat> from the get go I have to say that polyamory and not ethical non monogamy isn't for everyone. It's an yeah. alternative. It's an alternative and it's a viable alternative. The same way, the same way monogamy is as valid a relationship set up. It's the same as ethical non monogamy. But then, as I said, it's not for everyone. So I think before you even like think of going into it, you have to. Um, when I you have to talk about it and really like clarify the boundaries of what of how far you can go in terms of things. Clarity is always kindness. Clarity is always it's what saves the day. Like and even like um, what I like to, how I like to talk about it is you have to be radically honest. Radically like I love that. Yeah, I've heard this many times. Radical honesty, not just in relationships, but your approach to life. Mm, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I suggest that, like, in terms of seeing if it's for you or not, rather, like, openly and, openly and honestly talk about what you fear, what you want to get out of it, you know? Yeah. What you, where you want this to go. What's the end goal of this, you know? Like, is, is around everything that you possibly think of, you, I think, should be laid out on the table with your partner. Because you're partners. You're in this together. You're not here to work against each other, right? So yeah. that, that yeah. radical honesty and openness, I feel, in that that conversation, a tough conversation has to be had about like what you expect, what you don't want. Like you literally just lay everything out. Yeah. How about you, Trisha? Uh well, Kai already said a lot of great things about communication. Um what I, I wanna say though about using um ethical non-monogamy as like a solution to an issue, because usually I would recommend it kind of being like, hey, we're a very solid couple. Um, 
but here's something I think that we might enjoy. The, the, the problem with that is that if you use it as a band-aid solution, if you're not already solid together, then it's just going to unearth a lot of problems. So you just have to make sure that if you're doing this, you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it because you both want to. Like one partner doesn't feel pressured or forced into it because that's just like a recipe for disaster. But based on the letter, it really sounds like, you know, both of you are in it to win it. You know, you're... You're both willing to put in the work and it sounds like you guys have a, a super great relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you want to take the next step, I think aside from communicating with each other, it's really important that no matter what happens, like you have to know that you're a team. It's yeah. not you versus your partner. It's not who's going to win, who's going to get what they want. It's both of you get what you want or neither of you are going to get what you want, you know? Mm -hmm. And you also have to know that no matter how careful you are, uh, especially if this is your first non-monogamous relationship, you're going to make mistakes. You are going to uh, you're going to fuck up. You're going to accidentally hurt the other person. You might feel jealous. Like these things are going to happen, you know. Mm -hmm. So you don't fear it. You don't. It's always going to be a risk. Any relationship is a risk. Every day is a risk. You never know if your partner is going to leave you today or not. So just yeah. be prepared for that. You know, be prepared to take challenges and conflict and handle them together because it's going to happen. It's not going to be perfect and sunshine and roses 24-7. Right. Echo yeah. Bea, what do you think? Yeah, and I mean, that's the main thing. It's trust is the key, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's good to have some level of self-awareness that you can't have sex 24-7. It seems mm -hmm. like that's where it's stemming from. So yeah. uh, it's kind of selfless that he's exploring this. Yeah. yeah. So try it. But my oh, my oh, issue with this thing is how do you go back? Let's say you decide I want to be monogamous. I, I don't want to do this. Um, how do you go back? Because I've been reading that some people say that you can't go back. Mm. Like Once you explore this, that's you're going forward. And you mm. can't go back or you break up. But I could be wrong. I don't have experience. So, uh -huh. I was thinking, oh. like, have they explored other ways to feed her hunger? I mean, <laughs> I guess people don't. I mean, that's it's common for a lot of couples not to have the same sex drive, naman, mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. Sex toys, like yes. before, I guess, because it sounds like this guy. It sounds like it's not. He's not one hundred percent sold on. Mm -hmm being non-monogamous and i feel like maybe before diving into and experimenting with that because he's asking if, if there is a risk and i feel like if you ask a question if it's risky that means my fear of it so maybe let's try the feeding her buy her some sex toys give her like a gift basket you know oh yeah, yeah. trish is a big um, fan of gift baskets i love gift baskets <laughs> really where is the best one how do you get a what's the best gift basket out there oh uh, no i make my own because like oh. you have to tailor fit it and there was actually a time when I had multiple partners and then after sex, I would send them like a little thank you for having sex with me gift basket. Wow. And wow. it would have, yeah, it would have like water because, you know, you'd probably dehydrate it from <laughs> the sex. Uh, like one time I even put a blanket in there. Just like, you know, here, thank oh, you so wow. much. Bukhari sweat. boxing lang or gym. Oh, <laughs> And how about Yo. like okay, so guys, let's say they decide nga. That's the second question is, um, what are you, like if you can give one ground rule in your all in both? Let's just ask Trisha and Kai in your open or polyamorous relationships. What's your main ground rule? Yeah. What's your non-negotiable when it comes to 
your relationship? Trisha and I have different like non-negotiables because like mm-hmm. the way we do poly is different. Like for mm-hmm. me, like the way I earlier today I was exp- I was talking to my partner about mm-hmm. um, someone I might be seeing again, mm-hmm. and we we talked about it and I w- and then we came up with this analogy where it's like my partner and I own a like we own a house we own a home we own a home together we're gonna welcome people I'm gonna welcome people because I'm not monogamous so I'd I'd welcome people and cook them dinner give them a give them a bed to stay in but no one can enter the master bedroom so mm. it's like the master bedroom is for me and my primary that's just us that's me and my that's partner such a good rule. that's me and that's my partner nice. but yeah. so like you know people can come in have dinner stay over but then they can't come into the master bedroom that is ours and that's like you know that's they have a hard boundary about like for example in in in, in a more realistic setting it in a sense about with my secondaries i wouldn't make an effort to like introduce them to my sister or like you know or i wouldn't make an effort to bring them closer to my friend group i wouldn't make an effort to i wouldn't um i wouldn't treat i wouldn't give them the same amount of reassurance time effort that i give my primary so clear clear and set boundaries and clear and set boundaries yes special uh, special privileges sounds like a terrible term but Again, there are certain things that Special are reserved. Treatment. Reserved. VIP. There's a for, VIP yeah. partner. Yeah, okay, like only right. your primary can meet your parents. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it makes yeah. you more secure in that you are the special. You're not. Right, yeah. right. But that's how I, I do poly. So yeah. it's different yeah. for others. How about you, how Trisha? About you? If you had one ground rule to suggest. Um, um, the this really one, weird I, thing. He said, I love, thank you for the, thank you for sex gifts. Good, good idea. Yeah, you, sh- you can cop that. Um, it's not a trademark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the way I do poly is a little bit different. Um, I still do practice hierarchical poly in the sense that I have a primary right now, but I am open to letting other people into the master bedroom or having multiple master bedrooms, I guess, in this analogy. Okay. Um, okay. It hasn't happened yet, but uh, if it does, then it's totally cool with my relationship. So I played a little bit loosey goosey. What my partner and I pretty much the one of the only rules we have, like besides safe sex, is just mm-hmm. tell me. Like, yeah, I don't want a don't ask, don't tell policy. I don't want to pretend that you're not dating other people. You know, I want this is a part of your life, and I want to celebrate in it also. You know, I want yeah. you to give sure, me I the. Have, I have a question. Yung, yung tell me mo, do you get into like intense details with the tell me, or are you just saying, okay, I slept with this person, period? Or do you go in like, I slept with this person, yeah. oh my God, nabalibag ako, yung mga things like that. How nitty gritty <laughs> do you get? <laughs> Shari, or is it just I know. <laughs> we, we actually get pretty detailed. Um, oh, I've actually okay. heard my partner having sex in the other room. Like, oh. <laughs> what did you <laughs> think? Ang kasi nung partner <laughs> but what did you feel? like jealous he wasn't there you're just like you go girl you know well that's, that's actually happened that's happened a couple of times actually okay. and um there have been times where i'm just like so happy for them just like yes go i'm great you need anything water like or, or we'll have a cigarette after or in between or something. Wow, okay. Um, okay. but then of course there are times where I feel jealousy. Um hasn't happened very often and it's mm. never like earth shattering. It's just like, oh, I feel a little left out, or oh, I feel like I, I probably need some more reassurance after this. So both has happened. Yeah. But they're not 
it's again, it's not earth shattering. It's not something that it's, it's in the same way that in like a normal relationship in a sorry, not normal, but like in a monogamous relationship, you know, you'll have bad days, you'll have good days. And it's not always about the quality of your relationship. I don't know, maybe you're hungry, maybe you're sleepy, yeah. or maybe mm -hmm. you're stressed to work, you know, there's always so many factors. Yeah. You mentioned about monogamy, like, was there a trigger moment that put you off monogamy? Monogamy. Like, yeah. Or was it just a consecutive series of events for you both? Maybe Trisha first. Yeah. Um, it's weird because looking back at my life, it feels like I was always this way. Um, I can't really remember a point in time where I was very traditional about my ideas about relationships, uh, especially because marriage just seemed like a bad idea <laughs> to me. Like I couldn't fathom one person being with someone for like 50, 60 years or something, especially because my parents' marriage was not good. And I didn't really know any other people who had parents who were like still together or we just all came from dysfunctional families basically. So even as a young kid, it was just like, uh, I don't know if marriage is a thing that I would mm -hmm. want to get into, even if I wasn't thinking about like monogamy or whatever. I don't think if I want to get married because I also might get bored. You know, so, that's always my Trisha, biggest worry. Trisha, you mentioned marriage though. If you do, it's, guys, question to the both of you, marriage and, and open relationships, that's a thing, right? Like polyamorous marriages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There are poly marriages. Um, there are also, I've seen cases or heard stories of people who were married, uh, opened up their relationship and met a third person that they love so much that they actually got divorced so that everyone's equal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's many different configurations. We, we, we have a hater who hates my cardigan. <laughs> I, feel, I feel cold, okay? <laughs> what does this mean, um, yeah. Marquitos? No back, hard rule was no back to back. Like, Siguro like, once in a while lang pwede mag-open up ng relationship. Marquitos, please explain. We're very curious. Ano yung mga frequency? Like, ilang days ang break bago pwede? Yeah. <laughs> Charity, everyone's all over you today. Free the nip. <laughs> um, <I'm right. laughs> no. Wait, Kai, how about you? What was your trigger moment? Yeah, for me, um, I don't know. Like I've, like growing up in the relationships I've been in, like I've always, I've never. I mean, a honeymoon phase it feels really good and it's, it's so fun, and then it settles in, and you're like, I always felt this sense of like, there's always so much out there. You know what I mean? And I'm missing out because I'm tied down. Oh, sorry, like, Kai. Here's what he means, pala. No repeat of the same person. Oh, that's okay. That's so when I said that's open, that's open relationship. Because yeah, like, open. I think that yeah. Polly is more of oh, nga, sinabi nga niya pala. Hindi ako nagbabasa. Okay. Sorry. Okay, Marquitos. So, thank, thank you, Marquitos. Kai. Very interesting. <laughs> okay, sorry, Kai. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, I've always felt in the relationships I've been in in the past, and they were all monogamous. Um, I always felt that I was missing out on so much, and that I was like, I always felt that. I needed more in the sense that I wasn't satisfied with just dating. I wasn't satisfied with just fucking. I wasn't satisfied with just like constantly sharing myself to like one person. And I tried mm -hmm. like the whole like, like, yeah, let's like, you know, um, let, let, let's, 
let's go on Tinder. And I did the whole deceitful thing. I cheated. I was I was telling, I was like, I was lying to people. My partners, they were lying to me. I've been through, I was a cheater. I was a cheater. And I realized, like, why is this monogamy thing not working for me? In the sense that, like, I just couldn't see myself connecting in this level with one person. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't. Like, And then I met Trisha. And from her, I learned, like, oh, this polyamory thing is a thing. And then, you like, learned it I from me? I did learn it from you. I didn't know that. Me too. I just dragged everybody I did learn it from Trisha. And I tried it out with my with, with a few relationships, like with my, with my ex-boyfriend, and it didn't work out with him. And then I dated, and then at one point, Trisha, like, set me up with her girlfriend, and we started dating for a bit, and... I Wait, that relationship with. She's still waiting you for up, you to call her back. Trisha set you up with her girlfriend, like her primary girlfriend, or like a secondary yeah. girlfriend. Her her oh. primary, her primary. How interesting! Yeah. So like, My she so Abea, no <laughs> I feel like such uh yeah. Wait, before, well, because if I'm going to share my girlfriend with anyone, why not my best friend? See, that's quite that's true. That nice. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That and was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we hear you, Marquitos. Oh, you're, yeah. Okay. That was him. Are you based in Sydney or New York? No, or New York. Or New York, the ba Marquitos. Am I right? <laughs> you're, the, um, you're based in New York. I'm right. Well, yeah. that was the weird thing. When I was dabbling into open relationship, my, um, my partner then was kind of introducing me to the, per- the people he would see. Like he would say that you'd get along with this girl. And I, it was really weird for me. And this is a question I asked a while ago to you, Shari, or I guess I want to ask you girls is how do you get over the awkward stage? There is an awkward stage, right? I'm not like yeah. a weird person. Yeah. yeah. How do you get over that? What's the process? Well, for me, at least, the awkward stage is something that I feel was necessary for me to go through because I realized that if I didn't meet my partner's partners, I would be so much more jealous yes. because I would make an image of them in my head. And that image will obviously be so much better than they actually are or just right. an idealized mm-hmm. version of them. Right. So if I got to know them as a person, I would get to know who they really are. And I would also be able to see their heart to kind of like make yeah. sure that they're not here for or they don't have bad intentions, that they're a good person. And that actually makes it so much easier. So now as the mother Polly, who apparently dragged everyone into this, you know, I kind of make it a point to be the one who's initiating like, oh, I want to meet them or like, hey, let's have a group hang so that you can meet everybody. Yeah. Because, you know, I understand that it's awkward for other people. So I'm, I'm the bridge now. Yeah, yeah. Your mommy, mommy Polly. Yeah, she is. She is Mama Polly. She is Mama Polly. Guys, here's a a question. Ako personally, my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. Polyamorous, you're more centered on love, like um making more emotional connections, not just sex. But um, and okay, monogamous pala yan. Monogamous. Stick to one like bubblegum. You know, that's 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 monogamous. (laughs) But I think with um. Polyamorous versus open relationships. Open relationships, I feel like it's more um, the motivations mainly sex, right? Is that is that right? Versus polyamory, yeah. right, 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 right. Like I mean, I because like for me, it's my my setup is more 
it 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 veers on like the border of open and poly. To the in the sense that it's like I am dating and I am seeing other people, but I have that strict boundary that you can't cross. You know, there's mm-hmm. a strict boundary. I'm not going to bring you up to this emotional level, but I like being friends with you and I like knowing you better. I like having the having the possibility of this going farther, but I'm not gonna take that possibility. But I'm gonna like. Okay. You know, it's it's a, it's a spectrum of how open your relationship gets, basically. Yeah, it's such a I love that word that you said. It's a spectrum. Like the motivations can be multiple, and also the spectrums of feelings can cross between open and poly. Like it's yeah. not mutually exclusive. It's that's why I think it's hard for monogamous people to accept it or understand it, is right. because they right. see it. This is it. This is one box. Black or white, that's the vision. Right. Exactly. exactly. Okay, so since our first stage, like another another three part three parter is dipping your toes in. So I guess the big question is how do you start the conversation? Like the you go on the first date with somebody, how do you even bring it up? Like how do you explain your explain and say, Okay, this is it, this is my situation? Like, what's your do you have like a main line? How do you explain <laughs> like a the process? Like, oh, how do you start it? How do you start a non-monogamous relationship? Trisha and I have different starting points in that. Like, I mean, I learned it from Trisha, but then like when I got with my Mama Polly, Mama, Mama Polly, Mama Polly, Mama, Mama Polly, I should get when a I shirt. Got, you should get a shirt. I'm gonna get you that shirt. We'll make you a mug. We're big mug people here. <laughs> oh my god, I would love a mug. <laughs> Like that. What did you learn? <laughs> what's what's the line? Yeah, what's the line? It wasn't necessarily a line. Like what happened was like I I rehearsed. I rehearsed the conversation with my friends. Like I talked, I was so nervous. I talked to all my friends, like, okay, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell my partner that that I'm seeing other people. So I need to like rehearse this with you. And they said the meanest things like, okay, what if she says this? What if she says this? What if she says this? To the point where I was crying. I'm like, I don't want to lose her, but I'm so scared. I have to make this conversation. But they were so yeah. mean about it. They were like, we're just trying to, we're just trying to make sure that you're ready for anything. Prep for the worst, yeah. Prep for the worst, about. So I get it. Yeah. So I get to the conversation and I'm like, I have talked about something. Um thing is I I can't stick to one person. I like I thrive on multiple connections. And the thing is, I have been talking to people since we have been started talking, but I f- feel that the deepest connection I have so far is with you, and I want to explore it, which is what I said to her. And she was so nice about it. She was really, like, she was very accepting and open and very understanding about my personality in that sense. And that's kind of what drove me to that radical, on- that idea of radical honesty. Like, you know, sometimes when you're, you're the right person, they're really going to... They're really going yeah. to be open to hearing you out. This is interesting, guys. What are the telltale signs that a new person is going to be ready for this kind of new setup? How do you assess if it's worth pursuing? What are the signs? Hmm. Are there signs? Hmm. Um, are there signs? <laughs> well, like, how, like, yeah. like, assuming that this is your first time and you're both exploring it together um, and neither of you have ever brought it up, um, I think a good sign would be like you can check other people out together. I think that's a good sign because uh, it shows okay. that like, oh, yeah, that girl's hot. Yeah, I agree. You know, it shows that there's 
like a healthy security that even if you're attracted to other people, you're very secure in your own relationship. That's like a good sign. It doesn't always mean that you're open to poly, but great sign. Because if they're already jealous, if you like even comment on somebody being attractive, like even a celebrity, then that's like probably not a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. That is a good. And also here, like you never know. You never know. Cause I love this. Having Filipino ideals, it was hard for me to accept that my partner wanted to have an open relationship. It took me eight months to wrap my head around the idea, but apparently I liked it. Yeah, I guess you never know until you try. Try and mm-hmm. try until you buy. I don't know. I don't even know. Anyway, so... <laughs> Kai, you um, were saying something? Yeah, Kai. Was I? I lost my um, train of How about you? Do you have a telltale sign that you feel like... We're, yeah. we're, let's go back to what Kimi said. I feel... I don't... I mean, like... What I do... Because I, for me, I've always been... I've always been the type to really talk it out. So I don't really... I don't like to... I don't want to... I don't want to assume that this action means this. I don't mm-hmm. want to assume that, like... You know that this what what we said something. You might mean this instead. I don't like that. Like I don't like to assume that something meant something else. So really, yeah. like there could be signs, sure. But honestly, all I can say is you'll never know until you talk. You'll never know until you really like break have that tough conversation. Because if like as Trisha said earlier, you know you're in this team together, and if you're on this team together, they're worth having that tough conversation, right? Yeah, they're worth having that. That, that scary conversation. And I feel like even though there might be science, sure, but then, I don't know. I like to talk about it. Talaga. Like, I, I'd much rather bring it out on the table, as I said. Yeah. So how, do you, how do you guys, how would you guys go about it? Let's say you met somebody, the connection's intense, you really like this person. Um, you have this conversation that you guys are polyamorous. You, uh, you don't believe in monogamy, but this person, um, her non-negotiable or his non-negotiable is monogamy. Is that a deal breaker? Uh, it is for me. Uh, so when Kai says we have different approaches, it's because when I date people, it's like one of the first things they know about me. Like probably even before we get to the first date, you know, like we're just talking, especially now that I have a primary partner, like I'm already in a committed relationship. I have to be mm-hmm. extremely upfront so we, we don't waste any time. Because I know that if I knew that you weren't okay with non-monogamy, why would I even go on a date with you? I I don't want to. I know that's not what I want. So I wouldn't yeah. waste any more time on that. I'll, I'll go out with you as a friend. But other than that, I'm not going to get my hopes up only to drop it at a later date. So for me, total non-negotiable. Uh, for some people, it isn't. You know, For some people, it's just something they're interested in. And that's totally fine. But mm-hmm. for so many people, it's something that, you know, it's just really not worth it if you guys aren't on the same page. What yeah. have you encountered, like, with maybe your past primaries or secondaries that they asked for monogamy? Like, they developed, like, they were um, poly or open, and then suddenly they decided that suddenly, like, no, I love you so much. I want it to yeah. be just you and me. Yes, I think yes. Oh, yeah. no, 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 yes. Um, I mean, has it ever happened to you, Kai? Because it hasn't. With my most recent ex, like, remember, like, we tried to, 
we tried we we tried to open the relationship and like she she we we did, but her common argument was like and we as what Trisha was saying earlier she was like if you start out opening the relationship because of a current problem, it's just bound to cause more problems. It it mm. it definitely is. So like that's what happened. Like we we had a we had a problem. We opened the relationship and then later on she goes like. I don't understand why you have to be poly. Like, why can't we just enjoy each other? But then, like, you know, still, the seat was still happening, like, on both ends. So it was a really bad relationship. And, um, you know, like, yeah, it's not for everyone. And I think it's not for everyone in the sense that, like, when you want to open the relationship or try this whole non-monogamy thing, if it's not ethical, if it's in the sense that if it's not, like, if it's not something that, is grounded if the foundation is not something that is grounded on trust and love and communication and respect mm. it's not gonna work talaga. like that's honestly like what i think yeah it goes yeah back i to was what you're yeah, saying ahead, about trust. trust is key and what you're explaining right now is this toxicity and you know this possessiveness and this one's really mm-hmm. interesting um someone enter to break you and your primary watch out for those mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was getting so obsessed with researching about these um, non-traditional relationships. And communication is greater when it comes when you when you go out of monogamy. Your communication has to be like next level. You check in on yeah. each other constantly. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. actually more work than a more traditional relationship, based on what I read. And mm. I guess initially I thought that jealousy would be such a big deal and possessiveness would be such a big deal, but apparently it's less of a problem in yeah. polyamorous relationships which yeah. i never would have expected because i would feel like if i i guess because maybe i'm just not um it's not my thing or yeah. i've never tried it there like in my head because I if i imagined myself in one i'd be like oh my god this person's gonna be like he's doing this this person's funnier than me or this person's better at this than me or right. things would play in my head which i think right. um would be a common reaction to most people who aren't familiar with yeah. this kind of relationship but yeah it's very interesting so we did the first step which is how to um ex- get into one so now the second stage in our three-parter is learning the movements dive in and learn the strokes so um how do you guys like as i said keep up the communication and keep the stability in your now open or polyamorous relationship now Mm. Oh, I like that. Do you guys have a planner or an organizer? Like do you yeah. organize the Google Calendar? Um yeah. what my what my partner and I do is every Friday we have a check-in. So okay, every that's, Friday that's cool. Every Friday we have a structured check-in where it's like, okay, what are we thankful for today? I mean what are, what are we thankful for each other this past week? What are we thankful for in our lives this week? What can we improve on in this week? And then the last question is always is there, are we still okay with the setup? Are we still okay with this right now? We have that okay. Yeah, so, my partner and yeah. I, we don't talk like every week, Naman. We, we were talking constantly about it because it's just part of our lives. So mm. it'll be like, oh, this girl said this, we're flirting, I'm killing, whatever. So we're just constantly bringing it up that it's become a very normal topic to us. But when we do have dates with other people, uh, we do check in like once on the date. Maybe if we bring them back, then we have a cigarette rule where it's they have to come out, meet 
my partner hello because my partner and i we live in separate apartments but they're right next to each other so we have our own separate space so when i bring somebody yeah. back i'll just be like oh this is my partner oh, this is my partner this is my date all right i'm gonna take her to my room i'll cuddle you later you know wow. okay that's so yeah. interesting yeah so there's little um there's little routines that you do. I, I like what you said about Kaya about have this weekly check-ins and then with you, Trisha, it's this whole meeting, making sure that the person you go on a date with is someone they can kind of trust. Or I guess if you bring them home, right? You kind of have to yeah. trust them. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but then I have a question. Is there okay, so fidelity or being stick to one in a non-traditional relationships is not a thing but there are there certain things that you would consider to be infidelity like do you have mm. hard words that okay this person this person sucks and i can't stand bawal yan or you can't go with this this is that are there certain things that would fall under the realm of infidelity or cheating when it comes to yeah. open or polyamorous relationships I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love yeah, the yeah. awkward silences. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> you answer that. <laughs> I, I've, I've always thought of cheating as something. I mean, it's always, it always has deceit. Like, it mm -hmm. always has the level of deceit in it. It always has a level of dishonesty. So that deceit and that dishonesty can also exist in open relationships, in, in ethically non-monogamous relationships, in the sense that. You break the rule of say, for example, with Trisha. I mean, we agree on this. Naparang we want to know everything. Naparang our part. We I, I tell my partner everything. Every date I go on, every or like every person I talk to, I tell her about it. But if there's something that I'm hiding, I feel is that's that's infidelity on my part. If I'm hiding something, if I'm deceiving my partner, more than that, like a hard rule for me is I know if I know this person is not. If I know this person is going to hurt you, or if I know that this person has a history of hurting you, for example, exes, like yeah. ex toxic exes. I was mm. talking to my partner earlier today. I was like, I'm honestly okay with XA because you guys are okay now. You guys are friends, and I know that the relationship is healthier now. But I'm not yeah. okay with XB because first off, like she hurt you like crazy, and I don't, I don't. If ever you do wanna do this non-monogamy thing for yourself, I don't see you safe there. So ganon, like safety and dishonesty, I guess, are the main points of what I'm trying to point out. It's it's very refreshing to hear from both of you, you know, such values that you don't really have sometimes with monogamous relationship, the honesty, the communication, um, the trust, and all this like background checks. Yeah, and that's so interesting, Bea, that we have two polyamorous guests and you guys have very like similar but also very different ways of handling things mm. which is so interesting right? it just shows that things really aren't black and white like you can be in this kind of relationship or that kind of relationship and you yeah. handle things differently um dif different yeah, people, um like practical tips you slack i guess that's what he's saying trello for managing your <laughs> <laughs> i know what we should <laughs> probably should um, I can imagine. No, but that, there was a time where I was like seeing these. I was like seeing three other girls, and then, like my my girlfriend was, was asking me. She was like, "Hey, what happened to this girl?" I was like, "Oh, it's not a it's not a girl A day today. It's a girl B today. It's a girl B day today." So I think maybe tomorrow I'll check it on girl A. She's like, "Ah, okay, it's okay. Update me." I'm like, "Okay." So I have, I have, like, an, I have an annoying question though. Like <laughs> Trisha and Kai, 
Like, at the same time, ano yung most number niyo? Like, biggest number na you were um, of partners at at one moment? Highest number. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. That's a hard one because, like, people fade in and out. Yeah. Um, they go in and out, like... Uh-oh. Yeah, and, and sometimes peak, it's more like a friend that you sometimes... Kailangan, kailangan mo na maglabas ng planner mo, na parang, oh my God, I think... You know, confused ka na. Four, okay. Four, four okay. or five. Five, five, five or six or five. 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 How about you, Kai? How many? Three. 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 Okay, what do you call um each person? Is there, like, you're saying there's A, B, C, but is there a specific term? That can be used for each so, yeah. role. So we know primary, and then guys, what's the other one? Secondaries, and okay. then your tertiaries. Okay. Tertiaries. Yeah. But this is only if you have a hierarchy. Some people don't like everyone's equal, so they're just partners. <laughs> so I think Bea, that brings us to our game. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 before our game, there was one interesting so question. From her Instagram, because she posted the question if they have any specific questions about these mm-hmm. kinds of um, non-monogamous relationships. And then this one person asked, what's the best non-sexual perk about being in a poly relationship? And what's the biggest con other than sex? I have a really good perk. Shared mm-hmm. household duties. <laughs> ah. Like so housemates. With yeah, but I'm like, if, especially if you live... <laughs> near or with each other like sometimes they help you clean up or like if one person is drunk they help you take care of them so it's just like an ease on like the emotional labor of taking care of your household so okay. this is such a weird mm. non-sexual perk that i love because i'm like a mom so i love when people help me wash dishes mama polly mama and everything you know something <laughs> Even our Bricada, she's the mom. Like, she's yeah. forever the mom. Like, every uh, like You have to change your handles you. now. Your, your social yeah. handles. Mama Polly. <laughs> Mama Polly. <laughs> Kai, your baby Polly. How about you, Kai? What's the biggest perk other than sex? It's the connections for me. Like, being able to form those, having the leeway and the freedom and you know, just to, to be able to form those deeper connections, even though I do have some a tr- loving, trusting, caring relationship with my primary, being able to still have the freedom to do the single thing, if I may say, like the commonly thought of as single stuff, like dating and flirting and getting to know people, I can still do that. I like that. I like having both. Like that's yeah. the thing. Not having to choose either or. Having yeah. having both, I like. I think is the best perk of it. It's so interesting. Embracing kind it. of like all the connections you have. And this is something that was posed to me a few years ago to a friend. Like she always believed that she had many loves. Like you can have a lot of loves in your life. And yes. they can happen simultaneously or synchronizing as Shari loves synchronized swimming. I love synchronized swimming. <laughs> it's okay, an amazing but- sport, Bea. Don't judge them. Ang galing. Okay, ang galing. <laughs> I'm not judging agree. them. I'm and curling. Judging. Curling looks so simple, but the precision of curling. And since you go my teammates <laughs> over this big ass boulder. And I'm, not, I'm judging you with that. With oh, no That's next level concentration. Wait, so be it. Come on. Let's I gave them. Enter our game. Tell, the, tell, game tell us our game. 
Okay, so this is inspired by Kill, Fuck, Mary, basically. And we will be using the terms primary, secondary, and tertiary. We have made the game very even. We have local celebrities and international celebrities. Mm -hmm. And Shari and I will take turns on representing, but Shari wants to do the local. Local? <laughs> Man, local. I, okay, we'll start off. Round one. Round one. Talerin kayo guys. Primary, mo. secondary, tertiary. Come on, Bea. Will I represent or will I? I'll no, say it. Ako yung I, I'll say, uh, yeah, I'm local. <laughs> <laughs> local. Okay, round one Richard Gomez, Aga Mulak, and Gabby Concepcion. Okay. Oh. Primary ko will always be <laughs> Aga Mulak. Number two, secondary, Gabby Concepcion. No. Primary Aga. Secondary Richard, tertiary Gabby Conception. Okay. Go okay, Kai, how about you? Primary uh, Richard Gomez. And then. What does that even mean? <laughs> secondary Agamulak, tertiary Gabby Conception. Oh my gosh, Kai, we're the same. <laughs> same. <laughs> I love it. Like mother, like daughter. Kame. Uh, uh, <laughs> apple does not fall far from the tree. <laughs> not very far. Okay. Round, Round two. two. Bea, this one's you naman. Okay. Guys. Bea Alonzo, Anne Curtis, Sarah Geronimo. Bea Alonzo. <laughs> Primary Anne. I go. justification. Secondary, um, who, uh, um, Sarah Geronimo, tertiary, uh, Ann Curtis. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I'm primary because he's Sarah G. I love you, Sarah G. <laughs> okay, okay, Karen, Trisha. I think I do Bea and Sarah. I would do Anne Bea Sarah. Okay. Okay, round three. Ito, favorite ko tata. Ako ba sasagot? Or ikaw, sige, go, Shari. Round three. Brad Pitt, George Clooney, and Johnny Depp. Ay! Um, ako, George, Brad, Johnny. Do you know what's really funny? Is that Brad Pitt is a secondary. <laughs> what? Yeah. He has a girlfriend who's in um, who's married. So that means he's the secondary. Oh my god. So he is my secondary. My <laughs> girlfriend. Brad, hook me up. You can be my secondary. <laughs> I, I think I would make Brad my primary though. Okay. And then Johnny Depp my secondary. And then George Clooney my tertiary. Sorry, George. Okay. How about Sorry. you, Kai? Brad, George, Johnny. Hmm. Hala, first name basis. Oh, baby, sagot mo na rin. <laughs> baby na lang. Ay, sumagot ako. Sige, Brad, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. You know? Okay. Okay, guys, this is my favorite. Let's all answer this, okay? Um, John Lloyd Cruz, Gerald hmm. Anderson, Derek Ramsey. No. <laughs> um, sino una? Para um, bang Mary John Lloyd? And Derek, uh, and then kill Gerard. I know that's not the game, but <laughs> I know Gerard. Okay, Jared's not invited. <laughs> Sorry, Gerard. 
Uh, okay, ako Derek Ramsey, uh, John Lloyd, Gerald. <laughs> no one likes Gerald. Ikaw kay. <laughs> Derek, Gerald, John Lloyd. Hmm. Ako, ako rin. Der- Derek, Gerald. I know, Derek, John Lloyd, Gerald. Sorry, Gerald. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good good break. Okay, that was a good break. Okay, so third stage na tayo, guys. We're in the synchronized swimming. Okay, this, the analogy kasi, that's why Bea and I thought of synchronized swimming. It's because if you watch the Olympics, because Bea is so judgmental of my synchronized swimming <laughs> obsession, you see that they look, when they pan from on top they look um wait let's ask then wait before we continue let's let's answer this question if you aren't very experienced in relationships in general but open and curious about polyamory would it be okay to get into that or would you guys recommend a monogamous relationship first Hmm. interesting i don't know i i feel like if we're doing the sports analogy it's a completely different sport. So, you know, sure, there are some skills you can transpose, but they each come with their own challenges and joys. So I wouldn't necessarily say that you need to be in a monogamous relationship first um, because you don't need that for success. Okay. This is a good question, though, but after. Kai, how, about how about you, Kai? You? What do you think? Um... Yeah, they are two different sports. I, I agree with Trisha, where it's like, um, parang, they're not different, yeah, there are different rules to both monogamy and polyamory. But both can, both can fulfill um, the need for the caring, loving, trusting type of relationship. But then, like, I, 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 how do I answer that? Where it's like, because mm-hmm. I, my, 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 my typical thinking would be like, yeah, of course, like, you know, monogamy is the simple, the, the most normal way to do it. But also you have to re- remember that, like, it's two different sports. So it's not necessarily like one should come before the other. It's more of like, which one would you like to play? Which kind of sport would you like to play? Yeah. But so then, one is synchronized yeah. swimming and one is competitive racing. I yeah, think. So it's an arc. Basically, the point is, Monogamy yeah. isn't the beginner round. There are two different things. Like um, polyamory is not the advanced level of our relationship. No, so, yeah. I guess finding the sport that you're better at is the advice here. Since we're doing I don't think now. it's a. I don't think it's a ladderized program. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just you listen to yourself what you need, and then go about what would suit you best right right, I mean, right that's right. what life is about being content and if polly is gonna make you content monogamy is gonna make you content go for it mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, like i so think that see, if we're doing it against sports it's just like if they're, if they're both different kinds of swimming you still need to learn how to swim you know right. you still need the same basic core skills it's just different applications of the same skill because the things that make a polyamorous relationship successful are also the things that make a monogamous relationship successful. Yeah, it's like yeah. you need to know how to like run, like if you, but you can choose whether to do soccer or you can choose whether to do like basketball. Gets ba? Parang I don't know. We're all about the sports here. Where's the world? Yeah. 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 All I'm gonna do is curling. 
I want to roll a giant boulder across some ice and yell at people to sweep the ice for me so the boulder will stop at the specific spot I need. This is not a universal mainstream sport. There's tennis, there's basketball. This Curling's is not- the thing, Bea. Get on the program. Curling. You yell at it. You yell at it. People will sleep. Okay. 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 Let's go third stage. Third, third stage. So synchronized swimming. So Bea and I thought of this analogy because um, when you watch synchronized swimming during the Olympics, you see them, it's a struggle underwater to make sure that you look um, graceful and beautiful on the surface. And we believe that relationships, I guess particularly non-traditional relationships, are are that. You know, it's a lot of work for it to actually look graceful and smooth on the surface. So um, what is your advice to make these these relationships actually work for people? Let's let's start with um the baby Polly. Kai. <laughs> baby Polly. Just change your names, guys, baby. Baby Polly. <laughs> Oh my I god, guys, look, we helped. You're welcome, so Ethan. Cool. You're welcome. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so go ahead, guy. Um, I think for me it's making sure that the ground that the ground thing is level. Like when when there is a sense that someone is above you or when when there's a sense that there's this power dynamic that kind of shows that someone has more of like control more say in the relationship than someone else and then the other person rather than the other primary i feel that's when it gets messed up when the power dynamic isn't that you're equals you know and i think it's to sustain you you have to work on sustaining that equal balance between you two and you could all and you could, as I said earlier, it's always about being open and that radical honesty, talaga. Clarity is kind of what I like to say. Like you know, always be clear about your intentions. Um, always be clear about where you want this 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 relationship to go. What okay, your goal Clarity is kindness. You said clarity right? is kindness. Yes, clarity is kindness to yourself mm-hmm. and to your partner, to your yeah. other partners. It's always it's just really. It's really about being kind, you know. It's just being kind to yourself and being kind mm-hmm. to your partner by keeping the, le- the the playing field equal between you two, and by mm-hmm. being clear and open and honest about what you want, where you want things to go. So mm-hmm. yeah, radical honesty and clarity. Clarity is kindness. Clarity. How is about kindness. you, Mama Polly? Mama Polly. <laughs> Mama. Um, I think one of the really important, like, foundational skills, yes, that you need to have is like a heightened self-awareness and self-acceptance like knowing what it is you need out of a relationship specifically so that when the time comes that you have to express your needs and tell your partner hey this is what i need for this to happen hey this is what i need to feel comfortable or this is what i need to not feel jealous you know exactly what to tell your partner you're not making them guess you're not making them figure it out so yeah, you know, it's about really knowing yourself and and strengthening that relationship with yourself so that you can ask something of your partner and you also know what things you're not willing to accept. And that's like yeah. the really the basis of all of your communication and all of your yeah. compromise is knowing what you want and what you're willing to, you know, give a little bit of leeway. Right. Um, in relation to that, like something I learned from 
one of my friends is this is you know a relationship gets toxic when you are negotiating your non-negotiables Oh my god. Ah, like, I did have to come back when we talk about non-negotiables. Bam, I got type. Ano ka daw yon? Again, 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 again. You have to type that. A relationship gets toxic when you negotiate your non-negotiables. I'll type it. I got it already. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to slouch, I promise. And um a relation yeah that makes so much sense yeah and you know and one more thing is you meeting in the middle doesn't necessarily mean 50 50 like you don't meet in the middle sometimes depending on your non-negotiable someone has to meet you at 25 the other has to meet you at 75. what meeting in the middle doesn't mean start dead center if it's one to 100 middle is two to 99 you know and sometimes okay. depending on your non-negotiables like someone will have to meet you farther into the middle and someone will have to meet you right where you're at. And it's that's how your compromise goes, you know? And you can only get there by knowing what are my non-negotiables? What are the things I will not compromise on? And I think yeah. that's kind of, you know, what, what Trisha said is the basis of that communication. It's the basis of how to communicate your needs. You have to know what your needs are. Yeah. Mm. So I really love, actually, yeah. all the advice. It's one of the questions I was um, bringing up with Shari a while ago. Is like, what can you learn, like, monog monogamous relationships what can they learn from this kind of setup because yeah. for us it's like this is a this is a platform for like no judgment really and be as open as possible as you can be and all the mm. things you've shared with us it's like you know monogamous relationships can pick it up as well yeah so right? what's the main advice there right yeah monogamous relationships i think personally what i picked up as somebody who's only drawn to monogamous relationships is communication really is the the way to go um whether you're in a monogamous relationship or a non-monogamous relationship you don't communicate it's gonna fail yeah like yeah. you can't be like you can't be dramatic and saying oh no um there are things that i want to keep to myself like my cards are my cards and your cards are your cards but I feel like if you're in it for the long haul and you're in it for what's yeah. best for the both of you, lay everything on the table and communicate, and then it will work. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. That's it. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's communication is key. People keep telling me this. And it's so cliche, but then, like, it's so it is true. Cliche, it's cliche, mm -hmm. but it's so true. Like, you know, that, that, key, that, that line, communication is key, is thrown around so much. Yeah. But then you look at, all these relationships, monogamous and non-monogamous alike, and a lot of them are just a lot of relationships fail because they don't get to communicate. Even though communication is key, it's something thrown around so often, you know. Yeah, and it, I think it's, it's so easy. To yeah, practice. it's so easy yeah. to say, but you know, I think the main thing that gets in the way is pride. Like you're always mm -hmm. so scared that you say something and they won't be on the same page, and you'd look like a sucker, or right. you'd say something it'll make you sound needy, or it'll make you sound desperate or insecure. Right. So then, then you keep things to yourself. So again, right, hi, right. That's, that's I have one question. Me. So Shari and I have been in a search for love since the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is a challenge we put together for ourselves. We have the challenge. May I tell them our challenge? What was our challenge? So by the end one? of the year or the end of season one? Well, end of season end. one. End of the year. Okay, end of the year is to find a real human connection, like or a love, right? Not someone in a relationship, but a genuine connection, especially during this lockdown. 
Right. Yeah. I, so our I, first episode was virtual dating, and Bay and I are very skeptical about um, virtual dating actually translating into modern life. Yeah. yeah. Wait, my question is how. My question for us, Bea, Shari, Bea, after this episode, would you now be open to polyamorous relationships? <laughs> Is that a preposition? <laughs> um, you know what? I know. I know. a secondary way. Primary. primary. secondary to be um, um determined, Marquita. So we can talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> for me personally, I don't, I don't think it's my thing. But you know, you, um. You never know, but the likelihood is low. I don't. I I don't. But again, I, I'm, it's fascinating to me that it can work, and I believe that both kinds of relationships can work. It just depends mm-hmm. on what suits you the most. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, parang for me, I don't know yet. I've been pretty bruised in my last um, relationship with you know having you know the band boundaries being crossed, like you're saying, right, don't enter right. the master bed or whatever. It all just happened. Like there were no rules, and even if you said rules, they were never followed. Right. And you keep accepting that situation, and you're like, how much? I think see Ellen Adarnaba. She was like, she went viral for this quote. <laughs> you tolerate, and then you deserve what you tolerate, right? I think she said that. But anyways, for me, I am not uh, yes or no, but in life, I'm really open to anything anyways. So, And I find that so brave of you, having been through like a bad, like open relationship setup and still being open to like learning more about it, understanding it instead of being like so angry at it, which is so common nowadays. Like when you don't understand something, people get mad, you know? If you don't understand something, it doesn't make sense. Like yesterday, I posted about my partner and I in our setup and someone was like lol you're that's just cheating condoned by your partner it's a messed up relationship you know and mm-hmm. you know it's really nice to see that there there are people like you guys who really want to open and un- be open and understanding and curious about this so thank you very much yeah, yeah I mean, and, it's, and yeah, like you on. mentioned guy Bea, like during our red flags episode she shared so much and you know she is you know as annoying as she is She's very graceful as to how she handled her past. <laughs> as recent as she is, she really—it's you know, hard to get out of and take take lessons from a really um, bad situation you were in. Because if you hear her stories, they were that that person was terrible. Like, but personally, no, you know, like for example, I love strip clubs. I love talking to the strippers there. They're really interesting. It's one of the things I am curious about how they maintain relationships outside that kind of work. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, there's so much more we can go about it. But I guess like Sherry, should we give like last takeaways or advice about? I don't think we, we can give advice. I don't think I can. We always have conclusions and last minute um um last words that we want to impart to our viewers. <laughs> Guys, questions then. Oh, if you have oh, any. Bea, I'm sorry. Buisit nga, but we love you. As buisit uh, as you are. We, there's, I know buisit nga talaga ako, but there's one question here that we missed. I really like this. Do Did we answer this? Do Filipinos no. secretly love the restrictions of a monogamous relationship? Mm, that is what an interesting know? question. Interesting. Six yeah. secretly, they actually really want to be monogamous. Like they love, they love the rules of the sit setup. You know, 
what's so interesting to me is that we have all these movies, these Kerida films, and media, it's always shown, no? Na parang, I love Kerida film. Right? <laughs> right? You know, other woman. And it's like, and even, even in like regular, I don't know if it's true for you guys, but I've heard of so many like couples, older couples, where like so one, one partner is cheating on their on their on their spouse and you know i was talking to someone from from the from the states and they were like why are there why is there a lot of men here don't or don't, don't wear their wedding bands and i was like that's an interesting do they not inter- i mean but, but she saw the she she realized wow. a lot of men don't wear their wedding bands in the film excuse though because tomata basila allegedly they get fat but that's a lie or, or no, I I know, just the ring <laughs> I don't know exactly. I don't know if it's Filipino culture, but I think it's a, a machismo thing that yeah. men here yeah. um, feel like it's it's cool to cheat, and then when women do the same thing, they're sluts. Right. Which I think is another right. topic. These these gender inequality things are it's freaking it's intense. But continue, Kai. You were saying. Wait long. We have a commute for open relationships. Oh, yeah. Chris, Sorry. Plug like... that later. Plug that later. Uh, okay. Yeah. Do I plug it now or later? Plug it, plug oh, it now. I can plug it now, Trisha. Go ahead. Okay. So, like, literally yesterday, <laughs> uh, we started a Facebook group called Ethical Non-Monogamy Philippines. So, I think if you search it, um, you can find it. You can also find it on our Twitter or the Now Open page. Um, it's just a community of people who are either interested in ethical non-monogamy or who are already participating in it. So if you want to learn more about um, ethical non-monogamy, polyamory, open relationships from ethical real people who are experiencing it. Yeah, PA, uh, Philippines, I think, not PH. So yeah, that Facebook group is open. Um, we currently have 60 members and it's growing. It literally just started yesterday. So there's really not much there yet, but you can expect Lots more posts and fun hangs with each type. other. Pay, pay, please type. I'm not typing. <laughs> we will type but, it later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's super interesting. It's like basically Trisha. It's like a it's a good place to learn about polyamory and connect to people who are going through the same things. Which is, I guess, the best place to find advice is to people who are on common ground. You know. So it's a it's a good. Guys, here's another question before we do our conclusions. How do you deal with your secondary treats you as their primary or sees you as their primary? Off to so you, mother the secondary is overstepping. Uh, okay. I don't That's know. I haven't calling. had experience with this. Oh. Uh, okay. I mean, it. I haven't had so much experience with this, but um, generally, if you set really clear expectations and really clear boundaries, because if we're being fair naman to the person who sees you as their primary, um, labels are just labels. You know, you can't really contain the entirety of your relationship in a single label. So when you say they're considering you as their primary, what does that mean? Does it mean that they're expecting more of you? Does it mean that they want you to treat them um, in a way that they treat their primary, like what does that mean? So it's it's more like exploring uh, what each people need in the relationship and what each people can give. So yeah. if it's clear, naman na okay, hanggang dito lang kaya ko um, because of time, energy, or because it's what I want, then the other person has to accept that. 
But let's say they just want to feel more loved or more taken care of. Maybe you can negotiate that. Maybe you can negotiate for an extra day every week. Maybe you can negotiate for more time. Or maybe you can just ask them, can you give me words of affirmation? So it depends really on, on what's going on there. Because if it's just feelings and and like a, like a need or whatever, then that's fine. But if it starts going into like, possessive territory then you need to watch out for that too right yeah oh i love this <laughs> interesting topic now you i guess i mean if i'm honest i came into researching um, non-traditional relationships as you know mainly sexually motivated and mm-hmm. and i guess in my head it's like jealousy would be intense but it turns out it's not Again, which is a lesson to everyone that you listen to other points of views and you'd be surprised as to what you learn. So don't yeah. judge first. Um, always enter things with an open mind. Right, Thea? Yeah, I mean, like for me, the conclusion, like just listening to you guys, it's really not a swing club or a group. Like it's not that. It's not promiscuous sex. It's really, you know, being non-possessive, honest, responsible, and what I love what you said, Kai, is radical honesty, which yeah. in this world, a lot of people lie their way through life. And mm. if we could just learn one thing from this episode is be honest, just say what you mean and be, be, kind. be honest, communicate. Again, like all our past episodes, babe, did you know there's a common theme, communication? <laughs> Some, somehow it's so hard. Uh, and again, being kind and communicate and being honest it's such an important thing and being i guess being fair with your agenda i mean you have your primaries you have to be honest yeah. with your secondaries and you yeah, have yes. to be with the tertiaries ter- 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 which is a bit more complicated isn't it yeah so how and, about the um, professionals oh what but, but yeah wait sorry the indecent proposal should be renamed to uh, decent proposal the film they should uh, remake it did they did they mention already my tinder hunt for guests before we found our great guests I kept getting the um, men kept going like, I'm not in an open relationship, but I can be. Wink. <laughs> like, guys, see, that's why we're so scared of these open relationships thing because, like, <laughs> it's men I'm in an open relationship. Wink. AKA, hindi. Manaloko right. I'm in an open relationship. Right. Okay, see, expert conclusions. Yeah. Expert. So Let's start with Mama Naman now. Mm. <laughs> how do mother. i conclude all of that oh my gosh in like one sentence uh <laughs> two sentence. go go ahead <laughs> two sentences. oh my gosh um <laughs> okay as long as it's not two sentence maximum um i think poly is something that you know we're not taught so don't be scared to explore it you know don't be scared to try it because i think that if you're with someone who loves and respects you and you love and respect them back, like even if you stumble along the way, voila, you're a team. So you can handle anything. You can handle any problem. So just look at your partner as your partner and not as your like opponent or your enemy. Right. Like you can, it's not a zero sum game. You can both win. And exactly. that's like the ultimate goal naman talaga. Yeah. Baby Polly. Baby, baby Polly. For me, I think. Um, what I, one of the messages I really wanted to impart is that non-monogamy is as valid as monogamy. 
and is something that exists and you can you can do it in such a way that is ethical and you can still have a loving caring open and honest relationship even though it's not the common like way of doing it you know and if there's anything i wanted to take from the from the from the non-monogamy experience and impart it on everyone is to really communicate and be honest about things and to like i said give that radical honesty you know that and to understand that communication isn't always going to be like something where it, it, it won't always be successful but the, the point is that you always try and you always like you make these iterations in your communications for in order for it to work right? it's not you won't get it right the first time and i think i think the point is that you always have to try communicating and being honest it's a, it's a skill so yeah there, work on that skill how do they keep in touch with you guys i mean there's a group that we've shared on the chat but how do they keep in touch with you on twitter on instagram where and your podcast yeah go kai i'll do everything in one go when you're done (laughs) (laughs) x-o-x-c-a-i on twitter and instagram i am at trisha o'bannon on twitter uh, we also have a Facebook page for Now Open PH. So that's Now Open PH on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter. We are also on Spotify as Now Open the Podcast. You can actually catch a live uh, broadcast of our podcast every Tuesday, 9 p.m. So do that Tuesday nights and then do this Wednesday nights. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Oh. And lessons more, oh, and then tell us, tell us our guests what's our next episode next Wednesday. Lesson muna and our next episode. Uh, lesson for me is um, expressing your needs, uh, radical honesty, and no judgment as always. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Guys, uh, next episode is exciting. One that Shar and I personally love and we have experience with, right? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> We'll be chatting about cross-cultural dating. Let's call this episode Fishing for a Foreigner. In Manila. Or technically, the word is AFAM. I'm sure our Filipinos here are familiar. We got a lot of questions about it. Yeah, so tune in, head to our YouTube page, and subscribe and set a reminder. I mean, you really don't want to miss a heartbeat. I think this is a good one. Should we read this out, Cherry? Someone has a lot of takeaways. So my takeaways for tonight, Jared. Okay, thank you. Uh, Number one, never make assumptions. Talk about everything. Number two, polyamory will not solve existing relationship problems. Number three, toxic relationships stem from negotiating your non-negotiables. Yeah. Oh, Jared. Great insights. I agree with him. A fam. Exactly. <laughs> We're gonna try to find the best guests for you guys to figure this out. Um, so also, guys, subscribe to our newsletter. First issue. They type up or uh, how they can subscribe. Na. Oh, there it is. Ang galing mo <laughs> ka Okay, so subscribe to our newsletter. First issue is finally coming out. Trust us, we don't send boring emails. This will make you laugh, cheer you up. On your hectic days or if you're experiencing zoom fatigue which is actually a thing now so guys again it's been a nice wednesday with all of you stay thirsty join us again next week for another episode and please subscribe to our youtube channel thank you (laughs) 
and good night, everybody. Thank you all for Thank being you. such Mama great Mama and baby oh callers. Bye-bye. Thank you, Thank you, you for Thank you so much.